Extreme Vocabulary is not your typical word of the day podcast. We are not merely defining words. We contextualize them in terms of their history, etymology, politics, and aesthetics. In other words, we look at the culture behind words. Today, we join a conversation with Abe and Aaron. Abe has researched today's word, while Aaron has not. Today's word, clandestine. Aaron! Howdy. How are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah? Sure. Our, our word today is clandestine. Or, or is that clandestine? Wait, wait. This is a word? <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a word. Oh, okay. Uh, if I had to choose, I would go with clandestine. I think I might have heard that. Clandestine? Not clandestine. I said clandestine. Oh, clandestine? Yeah. Because yeah. I've, I've heard that before. I, yeah, I think that's the usual pronunciation. Um, that is the correct pronunciation. Although I, I did used to pronounce this word clandestine. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I might have made that mistake too when I was younger. Yeah, I, I, but was... you you will grow, my son. Don't worry. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's lots of words that you know you read, but you might not encounter in everyday life. So you don't listen to their pronunciation, and you don't know how they're pronounced. And this is definitely one of those words. Yeah, this is one of those. So uh, uh, if I might have pronounced it clandestine at once, you know, now I know it's clandestine, or at least that's more the uh, popular agreement. It's clandestine. Anyway, the the word um, I like the the soft I versus the hard uh, big I, destine versus clandestine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much emphasis at the end, um, and the, probably the point is not to make a big eff- emphasis, right? It's because the word is about being secretive and hidden. Oh, so very clever. We try to keep things down, right? And uh, don't make too much noise, right? Don't make things obvious. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely a Latin word, and it means to keep something secret or hidden. Um, and, of course, the word uh, usually comes up in, um, well, in what I'm, we're going to call, and what is usually called the theater of war. Um, so we'll usually use the word when it comes to phrases like clandestine operations mm-hmm. or covert operations, right? Is another mm-hmm. way to refer to it or, you know, secret government <laughs> operations of the type, right? NWO. What's that? New World Order. Come oh, on. right, right, right. <laughs> I thought it was NWA, but no, never mind. <laughs> no. Yes. End of, yeah, NWO, New World Order. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, sure. Some conspiracy theories um, and whether they are conspiracies or not, right? Uh, um, so, yeah, I do want to make a little bit of a difference between um, calling something a covert operation versus calling something a clandestine operation. Yeah, what would be the difference there? Um, well, a covert just sort of means, right, that nobody, no one knows about what's going on. Well, somebody right? knows. Nobody, but... Right. The people who are involved yes. know it, right? But outside of it's that circle, knowledge, yes. nobody would know who's involved or who's funding a certain operation or who's carrying it out, etc. Yes. Right? Mission um, Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> um, clandestine a, clan, a clandestine operation i think has 
a bit of uh, an ethical um, sphere to it or an ethical, um, what's the word I'm looking for? An ethical... Quandary? Sure, an ethical question or a quandary to it, um, right? Whether we want to think of something... Uh, a secret might be sort of... Um, a neutral term, right? To call something a secret, right? We don't know if it's good or bad to keep mm -hmm. secrets, right? Whatever. But if something is clandestine, it might have a moral question attached to it, right? Where mm -hmm. we say, this is something that should not be a secret, right? It should be known to the public. Um, it should be leaked. Right. It, it, it should be known. It, it would be unethical not to disclose what is occurring. It, it would be enough, uh, immoral not to tell people what is going on. Mm -hmm. And so we need to know about it. Um, so I, it, it's interesting that, you know, we call these things, uh, surgeon, you know, operations, we call them clandestine because it gives us the sense that, you know, what's going on is a performance, right? Mm -hmm. That we're like um, putting up a sort of show but like hiding something in the back, right? Which is why I sort of refer to it as the theater of war, right? Oh. The theater is always right. There's a term called wag the dog. Have you heard that? There's uh, also a film of, I don't know if it was a good one. I didn't really watch it, but um, yeah, basically they create a war and um, uh, to distract from the uh, presidential election because he's uh, going through a scandal. And so what, what oh, better way? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I know what this is. Yeah, this yeah. is this is the Bill Clinton scandal. Yeah. <laughs> Thinly veiled, yes. All right. Isn't yes. it uh what is it the the Monica Lewinsky right. Bill Late Clinton 90s, yeah. sexual affair and then And also Kosovo was a thing at the time and so that's where they got the inspiration from. Oh, let's you know have start a war in where? Albania. Nobody knows where that is. Nobody cares. Right. So if if you have the if you if you create the war you draw focus away from the fact that you know, yes. <laughs> Bill Clinton committed fornication or adultery. He did not have sexual relations with that woman. Okay. <laughs> made that clear. <laughs> that always made me laugh, by the way, when he would say that. <laughs> the, the finger and everything, yeah. And that he would refer to her as that, that woman. woman. He's so And then he said her name afterwards like, yeah. like a beat after yeah. Right. Yeah. He made me laugh with that. Oh, did, have you read some of the transcripts of supposedly what went on between them? No, the I star, don't. I think it's the Star Report. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. There's something. Imagine, but... oh, there's there's a cigar at one point. I'll leave it at that. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to imagine what a cigar. I, I'm not has taking to it any further than that. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. So uh, there's a front, right? You you present a front, uh, a sort of. Uh, puppet show or whatever right and then something else happens the man in the behind back the, curtain. Of the curtain right yeah it's the wizard of Oz. Mm. so um i think that it's that's interesting to talk about clandestine as a kind of performance or a theater right where like again things are happening in the front but then something is secretly happening behind which we're not aware of um and that these kind of like clandestine operations always sort of come out being revealed later on, right? Where like we now know about several government operations, clandestine operations, right? That occurred. Um, and CIA some, stuff. And FBI also. Um, 
one of them, for example, was Operation Paperclip, right, where we, um, where after World War II, the U.S. recruited Nazi scientists, right, mm. to come work That's for the U.S. Paperclip, okay. <laughs> yeah, Operation Paperclip. Um, one of my, one of my favorites, uh, well, yeah, I think it's my second favorite one, actually, to, to learn about. It's MK Ultra. Do you know that one? I've heard that name, but please don't tell me. Uh, so MK, MK Ultra was this, these mind controlled experiments that were being oh. carried out by the government. And they would use several methods to try to like control people's minds, mm -hmm. including LSD, by the way. Mm -hmm. So that's the good one. Yeah, so uh, there's this, uh, I remember reading this book called Acid Dreams that's all about LSD in the 60s and how the CIA was a part of all of that, right? Oh, yeah. all, all of that, what's going on. I, I remember hearing that they would try and use it as a form of truth serum, right? I mean, yeah, somebody's right. you know, tripping, of course, they might slip and reveal, you know, some vital information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also they they wanted to use it as a way to control people right to oh, make sure. suggestions yes. to their ways of thinking and hopefully uh, control behavior in that way right communism bad capitalism good <laughs> yeah there was a there was a whole movie dedicated to mk ultra by the way Do you, it, was a, it was called uh, the i think it was called the men who stare at goats oh uh, clooney Mike. was he in it yeah yeah of course he's in it. Come on, he's in those strangely ridiculous, obscure movies sometimes. But it's, you know, he's always in them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, Brother, where art thou? That's awesome. I loved it. Um, but yeah. what's his name was also in it? Uh, Matt Damon? No, 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 no. Um, ah, you're, we're always quoting him. The dude. The dude. Oh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I think he was in it, right? Oh. He, he, was, uh, he was one of the... The people working for the military, he was always tripping. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the guy you want, yeah. you want to have play that part. But then he's also, like, in the film, he's also the one who, like, eventually, like, overthrows the program because he allows everybody to just go yeah. crazy with LSD and just start tripping. Yeah. And they're, like, driving a tank or, <laughs> like, just cruising, having fun. Did he and, have like, a uh, white Russian while he was driving the tank? I don't know. But <laughs> that would have been maybe. perfect. Maybe, but... Uh, I gotta watch this one now, The Men Who Stare at Goats, because I, I saw it, but I never, like went out of my way to watch it actually yeah it was uh, really interesting because the the whole book by the way acid dreams that book was i felt like the premise or the argument of the book was that you know lsd doesn't really affect your um it can't like uh, give you a an ideological content in other words like it can't make you really think certain things right like it can't lsd does not turn you into a hippie Okay. And LSD also, however, doesn't turn you into a fascist or whatever, right? Sure. So, like, they would talk about how, like, people uh, from the CIA and FBI who were, like, tripping on LSD, they, like, just became more conservative, apparently, right? Like, they're, they, um, they like, uh, just believed more firmly in their ideals, whereas mm -hmm. people who were, like, hippies tripping on LSD... Yeah would also just, again, just like reconfirm their own ideals or something like that. Yeah, it's um, strange. Uh, I shouldn't try to, I guess, define the experience, but yeah, it's sort of, from what you're saying, it seems to be sort of a, uh, it just, it, it enhances and opens you more to yourself and you, you're more likely to be your authentic self, let's say, versus you will become what you're suggested to become. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. 
Yeah, it it just brings out what's already in yeah, you. It definitely. doesn't add any more content. Yeah. Um, the one thing that is interesting, though, or the similar effect that it had on everybody, though, was that it made everyone paranoid. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it it it's well, actually hallucinations will do that to you. But actually, paranoia is quite appropriate, though, because it. Um, you know, it, it makes you wonder whether there's something else behind the curtain, right? It makes you think, like, there's something else going on. I know it. I'm being watched. I'm being followed. And actually, that was actually happening, right? Like, people were being followed. It's a form of the blue pill in a way, right? It wakes you up. Yeah, I, it, it actually did that to people. Um, here's another film, by the way, that was made about clandestine operations. This one was um, from not the U.S. government, but from the Israeli government. Uh, it was made into a film. Uh, I think it was called Munich. It oh, was... I've seen Munich. I, I, you know, some people knock it. Um, it's Spielberg, so it's a little, you know, it's got that big movie appeal, you know, a touch to it. But I think he was, um, his message there was not a bad one. It was, uh, he was questioning, like, what have we become now that we are the avenging angels as the Mossad agents? Especially, you know, Eric Bana's character, he's the one that goes through this the most, was it Avner, yeah. And um, I, they have a very strange ending with him and Jeffrey Rush, where <clears throat> he, um, he invites Jeffrey Rush before, like, he wanted nothing to do with him, but he had to deal with him because he's his handler. And then at the end, he finally tells him, you know, come, you know, come to my house, you know, like, you know, break bread with me. There's some old Jewish law somewhere that says you must do that when you're away from home. So come have dinner with me and my family. And then Jeffrey Rush says, no, and he walks away. <laughs> and, and only the, the way only Jeffrey Rush can say no. So just to explain a little bit more, by the way, so, so the the film was about something that actually happened, right? It was a yes. counter. It was an Israeli counterterrorism mm -hmm. uh, covert operation, yes. right? Because signed up by Golda Meir, yeah. Right, because there were like Palestinians who were murdering um, Israeli Olympic athletes, and right. so then the state of Israel decided to go after them go and after assassinate the them. The masterminds and anybody. You right. Know, even tangentially involved, yeah. Right. And the point you were making was, well, you know, if we fight terrorism with yeah. terrorism, you know, we become yeah. just like them. Or Especially something. with that bombing scene, remember, in the hotel? Uh, Do you remember? It, no, I don't remember it at all. Well, he, he was basically, he was uh, talking to the, his target um, right in the, in, the in the room right next to him on the balcony. And, you know, it was a pleasant guy and they were having a pleasant conversation and then he had to turn off the light and then that's when the uh, the explosion would happen you know that's the, the, the signal basically and then from remotely they would detonate and he was just sitting there like for a while just you know contemplating it and then he finally turned off the light and then the explosion happened and it affected him he almost got killed too and part mm -hmm. of the explosion was like I don't know if they um, they overdid it or what but yeah just the you know like questioning his own humanity after that it drove him a little insane yeah well I mean he becomes paranoid right? yes very is much. that uh, if you if you always create these secrets, the 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 outcome of that is that you end up being paranoid because mm -hmm. you understand that there's always something else going on behind what other people might be doing, right? Um, and so he he sort of becomes paranoid himself and thinks that there are people after him, right? Or he thinks the the yeah. one character you mentioned, the Jeffrey the, Rush, right? He, he at one point he even thinks that he's coming after him. Oh right? yeah, yeah, of course he thinks everyone yeah, is coming mm -hmm. after him. Um, let me just mention a few more uh, uh, clandestine operations. Uh, I think one of my favorite ones is the, the Stargate Project. Uh, do you know this one? No. No? Okay, so again, it's 
I think the U.S. was, like, trying to really investigate, like, the mind, the human mind at one point. And, like, so were really, the Soviets, yeah. Yeah, so one of the things they thought was, like, well, you know, do people really have psychic powers, like, or can we tap into that? Yeah. And so they were trying to do things like remote viewing, where you could sit in a room and just, like, I don't know, make your soul or Astral mind, project. Yeah, astral project or, like, send it out and, like be able to see what's going on somewhere else. Mm. <laughs> I, I want that power, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I find it really funny that, you know, we were doing that at one point. Oh right? yeah, <laughs> the ridiculous things that we're trying, yeah. Just you know, throw, throw, throw at the wall, see what sticks, right? Yeah, and this is like the big secret that we have, right? It's like, oh, we're like just trying to do some like psychic stuff, you know, trying to see if we hey, can if it was a real this. thing, you wouldn't be laughing and it would actually lead to something. Oh my yeah, god! Wouldn't be like you'd be like oh. Well, I mean the the but that's part of the question, right? Maybe they did succeed, not literally, but maybe they succeeded to control people's minds, right? That mm -hmm. maybe there is a way in which it's being done. I mean, today we we have a lot of sure. talk about. We're not using the word, by the way. We're not using the word clandestine, right? But there's a lot of talk about whether you know there's certain government operations happening right now in our current moment, right? where like we see the theater right we see the theater but we don't know what's happening behind yeah. and people are making assumptions about yeah what's we have we have troops in, on the ground in syria and iraq of course and uh you know there's small limited number of special forces but yeah we you you hear once in a while they took out so and so as some big target but you never hear about their you know what they're doing where they're out moving where they're operating i mean it makes sense you know you don't want to advertise that stuff but the, the american public is really kept in the dark about those types of uh until like something successful happens and then all of a sudden they parade it out. All right. So uh, I, I'm on Instagram and I don't know if you are, are you? No, no. Okay. Oh. Well I am. And so I don't know if you go to the, like the search function, right. And it just sort of, uh, it shows you like the most recent pics that people upload or whatever. Right. So right now, because of, you know, the, the race situation in the country, right. We're like, you know, African Americans are being shot and then, also, like, police officers are being shot, right? I've seen pictures that people have uploaded where they say things like, you know, the situation right now is a false flag operation. False flag, I've heard that. Yeah. Right. So, like, the false flag is... Um, I've heard this. Jesse Ventura says that 9-11 is a false, was a false flag, too. Right, 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 right. So, it, the idea is that they, cre they created... Uh, they artificially created... Um, a crisis situation so that they can pull something else off, right? Yeah. So that they can create, I don't know, more authority, a more authoritarian state or um, so they can get away with something that is unethical or immoral, right? Something like that. Um, uh, and some people are saying, when I look at the Instagram, right? Some people are saying that, you know, this uh, idea of, you know, um, you know, the police versus, you know, certain minority communities, it can be read as a false flag operation because mm -hmm. what's really trying to happen is that the government might want to take people's guns away. Oh, yeah. Jade order... Helm, too. Remember that? Which one? Jade Helm. What's that? That was some, um, some military operations that were going on, covert, secret, right? Mm -hmm. um, going on in Texas, um, I think around the border region. So, you know, uh, and then of course all the people are saying, well, this is, you know, the U.S. government obviously preparing to come take our guns and, you know, da, da, da. 
Right. The idea is that if you disarm the people, then there you yeah. you've got nothing but obedient sheep or something like that, right? Oh, that God. you can yeah, then right. take over. <laughs> you can then take over easily because they don't have any guns. If right? there's one thing that the human mind is, it's resourceful and resilient when it comes to uh, uh, finding ways to kill others without weapons. Each episode of Extreme Vocabulary features a piece of literature that uses today's word. Efren brought in a piece of literature today to feature clandestine. Or clan clandestine? Clandestine? I always like the pronunciation clandestine, but people look at me like I'm a fool. Clandestine. Uh, but what do you have today? Well, I actually have a piece of classic literature. It is Herman Melville's Billy Budd Sailor. Herman Melville, he's popular for writing, was it The Great Gatsby or something like that? <laughs> the Great, the, well, yes, but he also wrote Moby Dick. Oh, okay. And here's another book about kind of being on a boat or something. Yeah, right. Is and, he relating mm -hmm. that experience still uh, of his time on the boat? I think so. I think so. And one of the things and one of the reasons why I picked this text is uh, it works on a couple of levels with the word clandestine. Uh, the, the text was sort of left um, unpublished when Melville died, and it wasn't published till about 30 years later, actually. And so from that time, it sort of was lying in, in secret until a sort of clandestine forces got together to get it published and to edit it. Oh, wow. But that's just one level. On the other hand, right, it's about a sergeant at arms on a ship who has it in for Billy Budd, who's one of the sailors. Because Billy Budd is charismatic, Billy Budd is liked by everybody, and the sailor sees how much he's liked as a threat to the hierarchy of the ship. Right, so there's a piece I'm gonna read where that uses the word clandestine in a pretty cool way, so. All right, great. Yeah, let me read it. Probably the master at arms clandestine persecution of Billy was started to try the temper of the man but it had not developed any quality in him that enmity could make official use of or even pervert into plausible self-justification, so that the occurrence at the mess, petty if it were, was a welcome one to that peculiar conscious assigned to be the private mentor of Claggart, who's the master at arms. And for the rest, not improbably, it put him upon new experiments, right? Meaning, that the master at arms here, Clagger, perceived Billy to be conspiring to mm. form a mutiny on the ship. And wow. in response, he had clandestine plans to persecute him and to put him in a position of which to be uh, reprimanded and controlled. What's interesting about that passage to me is it sounds like uh, clandestine uh, retribution was the only possible re retribution because the actions against him were so subtle and could be read in a, in much more benign ways that you can't actually call somebody out on their uh, on their activity. Yeah, and I think that speaks to one of the sort of meanings of clandestine, right? Which is like, it has to be done under some kind of uh, 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 protection or cover because there's, there's a possible retribution for it. Or maybe it's because, as you said, it's, it's uh, risky or it's on some kind of thin... Uh, thin ground 
Hmm. Have you ever felt like somebody did something in such a way that kind of cornered you and uh, made you feel like you couldn't call them out on it because you would look crazier? Um, it's funny you should ask that. Is it? <laughs> Personal question like that. That is um, very funny that uh, I would. I'll just come out and say it. Um, anytime I think of calling out people on their racism, I have mm. learned and been conditioned to know that I'm going to end up being considered the one that's the enemy and the crazy one, even for pointing out the truth. Wow. That's interesting. And uh, what about femi uh, feminism or misogyny? Do you feel the same way about that? Kind no, I thing? can call out misogyny and, and get in nothing usually. I mean, usually it's... A, it's. That's fine. People are like... Yeah. Hmm. Maybe, I don't know why. But, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah so. what, what about your... Um, what about you and misogyny and feminism um well you know i was uh trying to call people out for not liking the ghostbusters trailer and uh that didn't go so well you know for me i created a lot of problems for myself but i came out better in the end for it i think you did i really like what you said actually yeah um all right but yeah so what do you what is it going to take to keep these clandestine forces that are maybe reproducing inequity at bay if we can't speak out against them? Yeah, I mean, good question. I think we have to speak out, but I think certain tactics require clandestine operations and meetings and conversations. You know, like, for instance, our conversation right now, it's between you and I, and that it'll never go out anywhere. So we're, you know, it's a clandestine here. It's not like we're broadcasting it on some kind of, you know, media <laughs> or anything. So, you know. Yeah, and you don't know how I'm going to use this either, though. There could be a, a clandestine conspiracy against me to say what I just said. I'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. <laughs>
and actually was able to achieve some form of mind control, right? Yes. Um, and uh, I, I don't know, sometimes I just think of these uh, things as a mere, nothing but metaphors anyway, right? Like if you think of clandestine again as a theater, right? Where like you see things happening, then part of theater is to create metaphors. And if you think of remote viewing, for example, like, well, the government actually is doing remote viewing, right? It is able to... <laughs> Big brother. Yeah, they are able to actually spy on us, right? Oh, yeah. And see us, right? Yeah. Do you like, have tape on your, um, on your laptop on the camera? Me? Yeah. No. You should. You sh should I? Just yeah. in case, yes. And they're just going to get a, a shot of my ugly mug anyway. <laughs> That's all they're going to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, so the, the, the camera on your laptop, right, is a way to actually remote view someone's mm -hmm. activities right oh, or yeah. uh the way they can tap into our cell phones and listen to us right yeah that's already happened yeah so i mean it's not like a real psychic phenomena it's more like a technological phenomena right so if you think of remote viewing as a metaphor instead of literally right a metaphor for our technological experience and right at the moment then then you get a different idea of what's going on you are finally uh, aw awoken. <laughs> I like the word woke, by the way. Woke. That is the wokest person I know. <laughs> I like, yeah, I like the way that's said, right? It's not, that's the most awake person, right? Mm -hmm. We're just going to get rid of that A and... Woke I'll just be... has something to it. It sounds better. It sounds... Yeah, it, it, it adds, it makes it not English, actually, right? Hmm. It's like we're making English stop being English or something like that cool. and making it a different word. Um... Pig Latin. No, it's not Pig Latin. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, conspiracy theories, dude. What do you think? Uh, well, I was going to go a different route. I was going to talk about what I know about clandestine operations, or at least ones that have occurred that I remember from history. But, okay, no, no, we're talking conspiracy theories. No, uh, you, can, you can definitely throw in your own... Uh, it's, it's not worthwhile. I mean, we've already covered this. It's like, yes, the U.S. did this, you know, Allende in 73, right, in Chile. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> that was totally a clandestine operation. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Iran, Iran, 1950s, uh, the Shah, before uh, Pahlavi was elected, and he wanted to nationalize the oil fields. And, of course, that means that, you know, the international community is not going to have a big say in where the oil goes, and they can't have that. And so, therefore... The, the U.S. Uh, CIA sends in um, uh, Shah, the supporters of the Shah, to basically start a popular uprising, and of course they depose Pahlavi, and then the Shah comes back into power and is a staunch U.S. ally, and the oil fields are not going to be nationalized now. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Where else? Guatemala um, intervention, uh, supporting the Contras in Nicaragua. Where else? I mean, take your pick, Noriega. Yeah, all these toppling of these, you know, um, democratically elected leaders and then replaced with, you know, US, Regime change. U.S. puppets. Regime change is how they uh, was recently put. Yeah, and, and part, of, part, of being, uh, part of carrying out a clandestine operation like that is to be able to use certain keywords, right? Like freedom. Mm. <laughs> operation right. freedom. Yeah, just call it something nice like Operation Liberty and Justice yeah, and God. Freedom and, and uh, I don't know, uh, Free Twinkies or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> right, like just whatever, make it some kind of benign Oper name. Right? Operation Buffet. 
<laughs> I'm waiting for that one. <laughs> Operation Buff. Right, just call it something benign and neutral, whatever, something that sounds good so that you can hide behind yeah. those words, right, to see. And, and yeah. Whatever happened to the Operation Barbarossas, you know, that's, that's got character to it, or like Operation Jupiter, which actually never happened. Operation Jupiter, for those who don't know, was supposed to be the Allied invasion of Norway before they decided to go to Normandy and um, France and D-Day. But that was initially, they were going to go, you know, they hit the south already, they hit Italy, and then they were going to hit from the north in Norway. That's good. It's a longer, you know, rough, rougher terrain. Mm -hmm. It's a longer way to kind of get to the, the objective. Yeah. Um, there was also an Operation Neptune, but I won't mention it. I mean, part of part of this, what I think is interesting about these words is that, you know, like our listeners can like bring in their own examples of all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll like throw out Operation Neptune and let people yeah. like f find it. it on their Google own. It. Yeah, Google, Google, Google it. Um, yeah, I think one of my one of my favorite, by the way, conspiracy theories is from David Icke. Do you know this dude? Mm. Uh, I think he's a British dude, right? He was a, a British sportscaster, and then like I don't know, he had this like moment of awakening, I guess, or a breakdown, mm -hmm. as as it was interpreted at that time, right? And they said like, because he went out there and said that there was like these extra dimensional reptile creatures that have taken over. Oh, Earth. the lizard people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, and that's like my total favorite. Just like I can't, I just want to hear more about that. Can you tell oh, yeah. me more about these extra dimensional blood sucking lizards that are, you know? Oh yeah. Actually, our leaders. <laughs> you ever looked at McConnell, our our, um, sen our our Senate Majority Leader from Kentucky? What? Dude's a total lizard. Just look at him. <laughs> Just look at the guy. He's yeah. he's, he's doughy. He's face. It's like totally a mask. Come on, you you gotta yeah. look at this guy. Yeah, there's a uh, right. So again, it's like we have the metaphor again, right? Of like the costume that people are wearing, right? Mm -hmm. Because everything's clandestine, right? And so think of it as a yeah. metaphor, right? Like again. The pageantry it, it doesn't of yeah it doesn't it doesn't even need to be true actually right that there's like these lizard people who are disguised as humans if you just think of it as a metaphor any um for the way we play right or the, the way we perform mm. right with each other um so mcconnell will go out and say like stupid things right because he can get votes or whatever right like he'll say whatever it takes right yeah. just to be voted in and then once voted in, he can do whatever he wants, right? And so it's like all a performance, right? And the, he's like hiding behind. It's what he does. It's almost like everything that he does is a clandestine operation at every Just single about. moment, right? It's all about the that's, performance. That's politics, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, which is why I think I like David Icke, right? Again, not necessarily because I believe that there actually are literally these lizard people from some other dimension well, you but, should. No, <laughs> but we don't even need that explanation though i mean or i should say we need it only to point out something that we sort of already know right that that there are these secrets that people are keeping mm -hmm. and that they're using for you know malevolent purposes or you know controlling or, purposes or for their own yeah for controlling purposes or for their own gain or whatever right Absolutely. um and that's really all we need uh, I think so anyway. We need a David Icke to scream it out from the mountaintop. Yeah, it sounds insane when he says it, but if you just think about it again and think of it as a metaphor, yeah, that's then it a, changes. That's a very convenient excuse to, or, you know, to um, 
you know, to uh, dis discount something. Oh, they're crazy. That's it. End of conversation. Well, what if there's something to it? They're not that crazy. Crazy like a fox, right? Right. Go back to Foucault, the, sh the ship of fools, you know? You know this. Um, please, you, you could explain it so much better than I can. <laughs> what about the ship of fools? The, the fools it... are, are, are there to speak. And again, in literature, I'm sure you notice this. Um, the, the, fool, the fool will speak the truth. In a in a in a clouded uh, not clouded um what's the word veiled kind of way, you know a, a riddle or a puzzle to be figured out and then the answer will be like oh my God he sees things clearly he sees what's going on he sees the power behind the curtain and what they're doing and what they're trying to achieve, but because he's a fool nobody's gonna take him seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the crazy person the um, the seer will um, you know is 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 treated like a yeah, like a pariah because. They will. They inherently are revealing the truth to us. They're the mirror to us of ourselves that we don't want to see as as people, as society, as structures. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, it's uh, it's. I think the the idea behind the ship of fools was um, society's relation to people who um, think differently, right? Yes. Or um, behave differently, yes. and the way they <laughs> the way these other people use language and how we treat them. And I think what his point was that, you know, we used to have like a different relationship to crazy people. Mm -hmm. Like we didn't institutionalize them before, but they were, they sort of just lived among us, right? And had their yeah. own lives. Same thing with the, with the, the party fools, crews. right? Right. Same thing with the fool. He had his like role in society or the wise man, right? Who would speak in paradoxes and riddles and mysteries, right? It's like he had his role also. But now what we do with those people is we institutionalize them. Uh, institutionalize them, right, and have them under control and keep them in asylums and things like that, right? right? Because we don't want to hear those things. Yes. So that what we're doing is a form of mind control, right? We're, we're trying to um, marginalize certain ways of thinking and get people to think a very specific yeah. way, a very normalized yeah. way. Yeah, ignore this, focus on this. Right. Um, again, We'll just leave it up to our audience to come up with more clandestine examples. I think they're very capable of doing so. Yeah. Thank you for being here today, by the way. And thank you for uh, always doing what you do, because if it was up to me and doing all this, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if an old friend I know stops by to say hello Thanks for listening to Extreme Vocabulary. Our music is from Arnold Palmer Golf by Tokuhiko Uwabo and Wagyan Paradise by Eriko Imura. This song is Suspicious Minds by Elvis. I'm Josh, your faithful producer, and you can follow us on Twitter at Extreme Vocab or email us at extremevocabulary at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>